Get ready to challenge conventional beliefs about what's possible in creating health, wealth, and happiness. You are listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. This hit show is providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. It is time to open and expand your awareness, accelerate your well-being as Megan shares wisdom, teachings, and experience from a lifelong journey of the heart. Enact the power of radical change with ease and lift your desires to a new perspective. Now, here's Playing on the Edge Radio. That is it. This is us, Playing on the Edge Radio, Radical Change with Ease with Megan Edge. I'm Dr. Pat, and I get to do this fabulous show with Megan. And what I love about this is, you know, when we come together, we have this process of of feeling into the energy of what needs to be brought forth. And what I find fascinating is that there is an energy right now. um, And I'm thinking about this very carefully because I have spent in the past two weeks And even in my little 15-minute interview this morning for our Good News segment, I was talking to a financial expert about global economies. Uh, And I did did stay awake for it because it was kind of interesting. (laughs) Fascinating. (laughs) Yeah, but you're taking on the big one, on the edge of money. Yes. Look, what is it that called you forward? to take this on because it is so important in more ways than I can even tell you. Yes, absolutely. It is. And you know what, Pat, it goes way back to when I was probably a teenager. Actually, yes, I was, I was 15 and my mother had a conversation with me in which she said that she wished that she had taught me about money even earlier in my life than the age of 15, but hoped that moving forward, I would have a better relationship with money than she had had in her lifetime. And I thought that that was rather a strange comment, considering that we grew up in, or I grew up in a a fairly affluent neighborhood. I grew up in a place in Montreal called, uh, well, lived on Windsor Street, Westmount, um, upper middle class. My dad was publisher of the Gazette, which was a big newspaper in the province of Quebec. We were not hurting in any way, but my parents never saved a penny not a penny. And so when they separated and divorced, I watched my mother go from being the wife of the publisher of the Gazette to struggling as a single mom with two teenage children and really having to struggle and fight for any kind of financial security. And it wasn't even so much that my father wasn't willing to pay child support or, or spousal support and all of that because he was, but he actually didn't have any money either because despite his position that he had in the newspapers, he never set up an RESP or an RSP. He never saved any money. They just lived on what they had and then it was gone. So as I entered into adulthood, I had this strange relationship with money, which was that I really didn't have a relationship with it at all. I didn't understand about saving it. The whole concept of compound interest, which might you know, have people's eyes glazing over at a party, didn't I had no idea what any of that meant so I had to teach myself as I went through my adult years to create a relationship with money and and that's really key to this whole conversation that we're going to be having today oh my god 
I cannot even tell you about the timing of this um, for a lot of reasons. But then that's that's who you are. I mean, this is who you are. You somehow all of a sudden, this is what we're going to talk about. And people ask me, how do folks figure out how? And, you know, there's no easy way to explain it, except that you work with energy. You heal with energy. You teach about it. This is your world. But the thing that's so important to talk about is not necessarily globally. It's Mm -hmm. tapping into what people are feeling and bringing this conversation to the forefront because we have a money story. We do. That's one money story. That's right. That's right. And our money story is the relationship that we have with money and finance and abundance and deserving and self-worth and self-esteem and self-deserving. There's a huge psychological component to this conversation around money. Money isn't just dollar bills. It isn't just your credit card or your credit rating. There is an emotional, energetic relationship that we each have with money and with finances. And that story comes from our family of origin, right? It comes from what we learned, what we observed as we were growing up. What messages were we given about money, about wealth, about people who have money, about people who don't have money? And all of this is, is core to the teachings that I do on money and our relationship with it. And how do we heal it? How do we heal that fundamental divide we may have grown up with between us and money? I, I, if there was a way, like being the researcher person that, that I am from time to time, if there was a way to capture in a study what we're talking about today, Mm-hmm. I would guarantee you that the results would be exactly why we're talking about this today. Thing one, how many body breakdowns can we point hmm. to the money story? And yeah. what I mean is parts of your body that are not working anymore, or maybe, you know, the numbing factor that you have. And, and what, we're, what we're talking about is an acknowledgement of the wide range of money issues. And what do I mean by that, Megan? I don't think you would have had to been homeless, right? That's just one part of my money story. Mm -hmm. But think about folks like my mom that worked three jobs to put food on the table. And then think about other people that maybe you grew up with that are very, very wealthy. And, and here's the question for you. There is a truth to every story. There is. But where does that truth take us? Mm. And what are the assumptions we make about that truth? Well, and, and to add to that list of questions, can a truth be changed? Or is it fundamental? Right? Okay, Our- what's the answer? Well, the answer is yes. (laughs) The answer is yes. A truth can change as your perspective and understanding changes. Yeah. Right. So, so my truth is I grew up in a family that was decently well off. We always had food on the table. 
we lived in a nice part of town. We didn't live extravagantly. We didn't go on fancy holidays. We didn't have fancy clothes. We had everything we needed and we certainly were not suffering at all, not at all. And in that story, in that, in that truth of my experience is the fact that my parents didn't have an understanding of the long-term plan of financial success down the road or of planning for it. They just assumed it would always be there. So that was one of the money stories that I grew up with. Money will always be there. It will always show up. Now, my truth is that money has always shown up for me, but not without some effort or some output on my part in order to open up that flow of energy. And, you know, there's a lot of conversation out in the world right now about manifesting and about the power yeah. of our thoughts. And, and there's science behind that. And there's energy work behind that. There's lots of people doing a lot of work around manifesting. When clients and students come to me and say, how come I can't manifest? My first thought is let's go to that money story. Like, what do you really believe you deserve? Fundamentally and at a basic level, do you deserve to be wealthy? What energy does the word wealthy have for you? What did you hear growing up about people who were wealthy? Right? Like we have, we have our own truth and then we have story that we create about other people. So if someone has more than we do, we might create a story about that that isn't their truth. We might say uh, they cheated, they lied, they were, it was handed to them on a silver platter. They didn't have to work for it. People who have too much money don't know what it's like to live like the normal folks. You know, we can make up all these stories to, to distance ourselves from them. And then, then we internalize that story. And then so being wealthy becomes a bad thing. And if we were to achieve wealth, we would then be like that person that we had been putting down for all those years. And so yeah. that is actually what blocks us from having the wealth that we want. Yeah. Because fundamentally, we don't want to be that person that we villainized. Yeah. Growing up. You know, I, I talked about a comment, uh, a new phrase that I picked up um, uh, because we're getting ready to um, really, ex really launch our, our crowdfunding, but our crowdfunding initiative has changed. And why it's changed is because we originally were crowdfunding for the first level of technology. But what we found is we're already moving past the first level of technology. So we're now ready to talk about the next level. Mm. And I think about this because originally we were splitting the initiative. Why? Do you want to hear why? Sure do. Because when you sit around with folks and you think about the extent of the project and somebody says, well, that's a lot of money to try to get. Mm -hmm. And you buy into that right. instead of that inner knowing. What do you do? And we've talked about this on previous shows. We compromise, right? Right, right. And that's part of what we're going to talk about today is if we have the healing that you were talking about and, mm -hmm. and that we're going to discuss throughout the show, then when somebody says something like that, because you've healed energetically, right? you have a new mantra, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. And, and for me, that mantra is, is that true? Right? I go into questioning mode. That's a lot of money to raise. Is that true? 
is it actually a lot of money to raise? And, and if so, okay, well, there's a challenge. Let's see if we can raise it. Right. And it's, it's that questioning of those core limiting beliefs. That's one of the very first things that I take people through in my eight power steps to becoming a master manifester. Let's find out what that core limiting belief is that's allowing you to make statements like that without even realizing that you're speaking into a belief when you state something like that. You know, it's too much money. It's not enough money. We could never make that kind of money. Other people earn that money. I don't. I mean, you, we can go on and on and on. Everybody has that language that limits what they believe is possible for them or what they're capable of achieving within that money relationship. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about when we come back. We're going to talk about this point of acceleration. And what I mean by that is if we understand that everything is energy, but don't think money is, because a lot of people don't, uh, you know, when you take the survey and you ask us, well, is everything energy? Yeah. But then when you drill down and you get to tangible things like a dollar bill or money and, and like that, there becomes a different way to look at it. But mm -hmm. the reality is what you're talking about, what you teach, money is energy. And yes. if money is energy and we have energy within our control, and many of you would say we don't, but if we do, let's say we do, mm -hmm. then what should we know about what Megan's going to talk about regarding exchange? Let's take a short break. Everybody will be back right back with Megan Edge. Darcy Pariso is your connection to spirit, energy, and healing. You can meet Darcy in person at upcoming events throughout Seattle. Do you have questions about your animal companions, yourself, or do you desire to communicate with loved ones on the other side? Darcy will connect you and get answers. Darcy can also work with energy healing to help you and your animal companions feel more balanced and recharged. Visit DarcyPariso.com events. Do you sometimes feel overwhelmed by your mind? Powerless when it seems to spin in worry circles or bombard you with self-critical thoughts? Do you want to learn how to master your mind and feel more in control of your life? Listen to Dr. Friedman's Empowerment Radio. Shift from confusion to clarity, self-doubt to confidence, and from anxiety to peace and balance. Dr. Friedman and his many guest experts share the insights and tools you want to live with greater ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in to Empowerment Radio every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Tired of not losing the weight? You need a healthy solution for weight loss that protects your muscle mass as the fat burns away naturally. Holistique Medical Center has the healthy option for your weight loss concerns. Lose one to three pounds per day in 21 days, naturally, under our physician supervision. Call Holistique Medical Center, 425-451-0404 or on the web, drdarvish.com, D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. Have you heard the story of the snake and the rope? One evening, a young woman was walking down a country road. It was growing dark. Suddenly, she froze. Up ahead was a coiled snake. She was terrified. She reached into her bag for a flashlight and directed the beam of light towards the snake. Now she was flooded with relief. It was just a piece of old rope. That snake stands for all our imaginary fears and insecurities that sap our confidence. The beam of light is conscious confidence. Ask yourself, how many snakes did I see today? 
How many actions or words did I stifle through fear? Hi, I'm Sarah Main, creator of Conscious Confidence. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Pat, for Conscious Confidence Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn more about how you can live a life filled with conscious confidence. Go to my website, ConsciousConfidence.com. Your eternal purpose is calling out to you each and every day. Are you listening? Tune in to Dynamic Destiny Radio with Coach Pete Cafarcio every first and third Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be your authentic self and live the life that you were destined for. Learn practical tools to discover your purpose and conquer other fears that keep you stuck in a life of mediocrity. Learn more about Coach Pete by visiting PeteCoaching.com. Thank you, Benny. <laughs> Thank you, Benny. It's all that about doesn't on the sound like the original, though. What do you mean? That? Right? Huh? Uh, that's Lady Gaga. Was that actually her? That sounded yeah. like a different man. No, that, oh was her. that was her. Living on the Woo! edge of the glory. Oh, yeah. Talk, say Lady Gaga and money in the same sentence, and you got it. You got it right. There's a um, powerful woman earning Yeah, money. boy. I'm loving that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, pr- probably our next show will be about... Uh, how to reinvent yourself because <laughs> that's what she does um i, I think we it. all do it uh, megan before we talk about money and energy um one of the things that um i want to make sure folks do is one how they can learn how to be part of the classes you're doing the certifications you're doing and how they can find out more about you your coaching your books everything so much of it oh my goodness i know uh, all of it is on my website, which is meganedge.ca. And there you'll find the landing pages to my online class, which is called the Eight Power Steps of Becoming a Master Manifester. And this is an eight week, once a week live. And then the rest of the teaching is done through a private Facebook group where we dive into these eight areas of manifesting, eight areas of money wound healing that I've created out of my own experiences of coming through this, these money stories and understanding them and then learning how to switch it up so that I'm not in a story of lack and limitation, but rather in a story of opportunity and option. And I take people through that over those eight weeks. And we've got, a, we've got one coming up in January. We start on the full moon super moon, which is Monday, January the 20th. So if you hop over to the website, you can get yourself registered for that class. My certification programs, The Confident Healer is my 10-month certification course for women wanting to step into this work as a, as a healer, as an intuitive counselor, as a past life therapist. I take them through all the different modules and ways in which I do my work. That, that class has started for this year, but we are taking registrations for next September. And then the other certification program I have is my intuitive energy massage which is the energy healing modality that I've also created out of all of my body of work. And I now certify practitioners to be able to offer this beautiful healing technique to their clients, to family and to friends, whoever needs it the most. So all of that information you can find on my website. You can connect with me on Facebook at Megan Edge Healing. You can go to our YouTube channel. I've got almost, I think now over 400 different videos. Our radio shows are there. All of my workshops and talks are there. So lots of different places that you can find me online or send me an email. Do it the old fashioned way. I love getting emails as well. So, And what is the date of that again? One more time. 
Uh, the eight power steps to becoming a master manifester begins January the 20th. That's a Monday at 10 a.m., the full moon, super moon. And it okay. runs for the next eight weeks. Every Monday we have the live class. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, and by the way, this moon energy of 2020, and especially in January, mm -hmm. it uh, some say it is the powerful, it most powerful it's been in a really long time. I have goosebumps and, just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got yeah. my goosebumps on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Full moon and new moon and, and the lunar eclipse. I mean, there's just a whole lot going on. Yeah. Uh, and that's a, that, that's the astrology part of what we're talking about today, because there's energy in that as well. Mm -hmm. um, look, as we look at things and we talk about this exchange factor, let's mm -hmm. just call it the exchange factor. Mm -hmm. I, like that. I don't think we give it enough energy. I don't think we talk about the depth and the breadth of it. I don't think we talk about what it means. I don't think we talk about the stories we have about it. I don't think we talk about how some have a better exchange than others. What's your take at it? I, I'm looking up the quote that I found from Susan Orman that was so perfect for what we're talking about today, especially as we start to fold in the different ways in which men and women experience money and yeah. finances and all of that. She says, I have always said that if you undervalue what you do, the world undervalues who you are. And when you undervalue who you are, the world undervalues what you do. My experience is that women are unfortunately masters at both. All right. And this is something that I see over and over again with women who are stepping into the role of healer. The money exchange for services provided, there's a huge disconnect for a lot of women around that. Women have a very difficult time asking for their value. Men don't have that same difficulty, not to the extent that women do. So what I teach my healers as they go through their programs is to really get clear, what is it that you are providing your client with? And how do you put a value on that? And then how do you feel that you can stand in your authenticity and ask for that value? And I have, a, I have a, a floor level that my healers are allowed to start at, that I encourage them to start at. And that's $125 for a, a healing session. But some of these women want to go for 50 bucks. They want to offer their healing for $50. And I say to them, but you're not going to get the clients that you want yeah. to have because you've immediately undervalued you. You've, you've undervalued your work and the value of your work. People are going to wonder why, what's wrong with you that you're only charging $50 when you're clearly a really good healer and you've done all of your work and you've taken all your courses, you know, you, the dentist isn't going to charge you $50. The doctor isn't going to charge you $50. The plumber isn't going to charge you $50 for an hour and a half of your time. So why are you doing it like that? Yeah. Well, I want to be able to give back to my community. They say, you know, it's a form of charity. Like, okay. But is that putting food on your table? Is that allowing you to thrive, not just survive, but thrive? And so what I teach them is this value add, like start high, start your price high at a reasonable rate that, that your community will take, and then va add value to your services as opposed to discounting your services, right? Because the discount, well, it discounts it. It discounts yeah. your value. Yeah. And then it's not an equal exchange. Yeah. Right? 
But this yeah. is where I think it, it becomes really challenging for a lot of people to recognize an e what an equal exchange is and to really stand in, in feeling good about asking for that, right? And, and I know this story personally. I know how hard it, ha it has been for me as a, as a person in the workforce to ask for a raise, for example. You know, I was never taught to ask for money. In fact, in my family, it was a little bit taboo to ask for money because that, that established that you had a need and you don't want the Johnsons or the Simpsons or the Joneses or whoever it is to know that maybe you have a need financially, right? Because we don't talk about it. We talk about sex more readily than we're willing to talk about money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that I love about this is that if you're out there and you're cringing right now <laughs> and you need some help, give us a call. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. You know, sometimes you'll hear some language from people that give you an indicator of where they are. And you know, when people share this with you, this is important to hold not a place of judgment, mm -hmm. but a place of compassion for their journey and where they go, where they are and where they've been. Mm -hmm. Because I think many of us, if you took a sneak peek back into our past, Megan, you probably could hear us at some points in time telling other people we couldn't afford dot, 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 dot. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And within relationship too. I mean, this is where of course exchange happens is between two or more people. What usually happens in, in relationships like marriages or, or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, when, when finances become part of the conversation, if neither person has done any of their healing work around their money story, they're going to bring that story into the relationship, but they're probably not going to talk very much about it. Right. And so then there's this, it's like two white elephants in the room beliefs and ideas about money and earning and and deserving and all of that what we've been talking about clashing with no form of communication with no common language to understand where each person is coming from and it turns out that statistically money and money issues and money problems not only the leading cause of stress in our in both canada and the united states and all the health that all the health issues that come along with that, but the leading cause of divorce. More people get divorced because of money issues, money betrayals, money abuse, financial abuse, than anything else you can think of that would cause a relationship to fall apart, including adultery. It's money. Yeah. But yeah. not because money's bad. There's nothing wrong with money. Money is neutral. Like we were saying before the break, money is energy. And what I like to, the analogy I like to use is that money is like water. Money will take the course of least resistance to get to its final goal, unless you put a dam in the way. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we're talking about by these money wounds and money stories. That's the dam that we're putting in the way of the flow of money. We also forget that money is an idea. Mm -hmm. Money is an idea. Yeah. It's an idea that somebody came up with. Once upon a time, there wasn't money. Mm -hmm. There was, I will give you a goat if you give me a sheep. Mm -hmm. or I will give you this parcel of land uh, if you will dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So before money became an idea, 
Uh, and the idea is it's an exchange vehicle. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're talking about today, because as something becomes an ex- exchange vehicle, what happens with us is we come into the meaning of money. Mm-hmm. And it's what you're talking about, mm-hmm. the story, the stories of money, what it means, what what's probable versus what's possible. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that. Are you in the probability energy of money? Or are you in the possibility energy of money? Mm. Which one is it? And are they different? When we come back, you know, you have to have a survival kit for any of this. If you are in that place of you are a thinkaholic around money. And I say that gracefully because I know that place myself. I know what it means to be a thinkaholic when it comes to that dollar sign. Mm-hmm. I also know what it means to come to a place of freedom from yeah. doing some of the work that Megan's talking about. When we come back, get a sense of who you are and what you want and how you want to receive it. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about how to activate survival mode and then how to activate healing. We'll be right back. This is Debbie Pokornik with a break-free parenting tip. If you haven't been practicing active listening or not getting into some bad habits, it's a good idea to go back to the basics and remind yourself how to be a good listener. Here's an idea that might help. When your child comes to you with a story about her day, set aside whatever you're doing and give her your full attention. If you're in the middle of something that can't be put aside, Tell her that you really want to be able to give her story your full attention and ask if you could continue the conversation at a specific time. So for example, this sounds like an important story and I'd really like to give it my full attention. Can we talk about it in 10 minutes when supper's in the oven? Active listening might sound like common sense, but often it's these simple skills that get buried in our parenting pack and easily forgotten or overlooked. Challenge yourself to practice this skill for a full week and see if you notice a difference in how much your child is sharing. For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. Learn to live in the light and unveil the authentic you with a time of healing radio with me, Felistiana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as I help listeners understand sacred fusion energy and how to connect to the spirit that fuels the very life we live. Explore the journey of spiritual transcendence and ultimately discover the path to peace, love, purpose, and wholeness. For more information, visit atimeofhealing.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, 
visit www.sharonmartinmd.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. Benny! Benny, yes. are, are you playing the Fleetwood Mac today, too? Yeah, I've been a little bit all over it. I know. Did you? You played. You played. So Stevie is one of my most favorite people, Stevie Nicks, right? Mm-hmm. And at some point in time, if we do decide to do a show about reinventing ourselves, mm-hmm. she will be my role model for that. But we're talking about money today. Before we jump to talking about surviving money, I love this topic. I love this. Mm -hmm. And then we go to surviving and thriving. We're going to talk about that because this, my show is Talk Radio Thrive By. Website, how do we sign up for your classes? Certification, how do we heal our money woundedness? You come to me and we talk about your money story and I show you how you're okay how everything is going to be okay, because it really will be. You find me online at meganedge.ca. All my class information is there on the website. Oh, excuse me, eyelash. (laughs) Some people say that's good luck when you find an eyelash. You should throw it over your shoulder or something. Yeah, throw it over your shoulder, (laughs) mascara and all. Good luck, good luck. There we go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, oh, I'm on LinkedIn under Megan Edge Healing, YouTube under Megan Edge Healing, I write for three different magazines online. One of them is called Sybil Magazine. Uh, Another one is called Mind Body Network. And the third one is Island Woman, which is a local online magazine here on Vancouver Island with a global reach. And it's just, it's so much fun. I just love having all these different platforms, including our radio show, to be able to share with people what I know is possible for them. And I know it's possible for them, even against the most outrageous odds because I hear people's stories. I hear where they've come from. I hear you talk about what your experiences have been growing up. I I know from various clients as as they move through the trauma of what some of those early experiences, or even as an adult, move through the trauma of what those experiences leave them with, they can change their relationship with the events in their lives. And that's what we're doing when we're talking about healing the money wounds, about surviving money. We're looking at changing our relationship and the relationship with money, like I said at the beginning, it's like any other relationship. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes work. It's helpful if you're both on the same page. So if money's trying to get to you, stop self-sabotaging, take the dam down, let, let the money flow to you. There's lots of ways that we can do that. That's what these eight power steps are in my manifesting program. These are simple easy, straightforward ways for you to access the things that you are putting up in the way of that abundance flowing to you. And I remember one one woman who took my course, she said, but is it just all about money? Because I know all about money. I want to know if it's more than that. (laughs) I said, absolutely. Like we talked about earlier, money is merely a vehicle. It's a medium of exchange. You know, I give you an hour, hour of my time, you give me $200. That's our exchange. Or, uh, you know, you, I buy a car, I give you money, you give me a car. That's what the exchange is. But what, 
so, so money is the vehicle, but what we're talking about more deeply is abundance. And what is the life that you want to be living? And for some people, it's going to be the big house on the hill with the car and the garage and the swimming pool. And for other people, it might be living on a boat and sailing around the world. It could be a little tiny cabin in the woods. But I guarantee you that no matter what their vision is of what the life is that they want to lead, they all have something in common, which is they don't want to have to worry about money. They want their needs met, not just survival needs, but thriving needs. And for anybody out there who's listening or watching, if you have stress in your life right now because of money, lack of it, or even too much of it, I've heard that can be a thing. I haven't had that experience yet, but you know, maybe one day. Who, who would be saying that? Bloomberg? Is it Bloomberg know. maybe, Benny, that Bloomberg saying, oh, I'm so stressed over my, actually Bloomberg doesn't. He, dude knows how to manage his money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But you, you talk, I mean, I've, I've heard of people who with more money comes more responsibility or with yeah, more money comes true. the fear of that money disappearing, <gasps> right? So you get Ebenezer Scrooge, those type of characters. That's, that's as much a money wound, having a lot of money, but not understanding that your relationship with it is safe. And so you just hoard it and you become miserly and you don't give back. You don't have gratitude for it. That's, there are wounds there as well. So that's why I'm saying like, we're not just talking about people who are in money poverty. We're talking about people who are in a lack relationship with their money. I not want to create a challenge money. right here. Okay. I, we got to create a challenge for everybody today. From now to the end of the year, going into 2020, you ready for it? Sean, if you're, if you're listening to this, write this down and tell Jessica what we're doing on social media. Got it. It's the, can't afford it challenge <laughs> from now to the moon in January, because I'm telling you, Sagittarius is going into Capricorn. When you're opening your mouth and you're getting ready to say, Oh, I can't go to dinner with you because I can't afford it. Let's just make the challenge to hit the pause button just right there. I can't afford it. Four words, hit the pause. Now tell us why that is. Tell, tell you why. Yeah, because isn't a saying like that mm. all about the surviving? Yes. And don't we need to go from surviving? Yeah. My favorite word. Thriving. Thriving. Yes. Let's yeah. talk and about it, thriving. Okay, so let's talk about thriving. So what thriving does thriving sound like? To me, thriving, it sounds like driving. It sounds like movement. It sounds like forward momentum. There's, a, there's an energy of, of the word thriving, which just makes me want to sit up taller and expand into that. When I think of what would that mean in my life to be thriving, it would mean not being concerned about the rent at the end of the month. It would be knowing that it's okay to buy a new pair of pants instead of going to the secondhand store. Not that there's anything wrong with going to the secondhand store. Love the thrifting, but every once in a while, <laughs> how about a new pair of pants? <laughs> to simply not have the concern in the back of my mind around, am I doing okay financially? Right. And I've, there've been times in my life where I've been doing very well financially and I'll be totally transparent right now. Isn't one of those times. We had a lot going on over the summer with my father's health. I wasn't working during that time because I was caretaking for him and then he didn't survive. And so 
then there was a month of just trying to get my feet back under my under me so in all honesty if i look at my bank account now for my, for what's important to me financially i'm not where i would like to be i also recognize that as a temporary so right now i feel like there's a bit of surviving energy going on where i'm noticing that i actually it wouldn't be financially responsible to go out for dinner when i could make dinner at home That's and invite right. my friends over for dinner right that's being fiscally responsible so when we put this challenge out around around thriving it's about observing where is the can't coming from you know could you change your language to say i could go out for dinner with you but i'd prefer not to spend exactly. the money exactly would you like to come to my house and i'll make you dinner Exactly. There's a mind. fundamental energetic difference. And this is really what you're going to talk about with the healing. There's a fundamental difference between the word can't mm -hmm. and I choose not to. Yes. Because isn't that part of anyone that is struggling from that place? Yes. To simply even doing what you said, I prefer, right? Did, yeah. Right? I That's prefer. Right. Isn't that, so here we are, surviving, thriving. I prefer is thriving energy. Yes. How do we get from here to here? That, so the middle ground is the healing. And, and that's what these eight power steps are about. The, each one is, it's a tool towards creating a new relationship with money and it's a healing modality. So let's talk about words for a moment. You and I have talked about words many times in our shows. We love the power of words, right? We love Yvonne Oswald. Thank you for, for writing that beautiful book. Here's, here's two sentences that I want to share with our, with our listeners. It's really hard to meet people in this town. Dating is hard. So just feel that energy for a moment. It's not really going anywhere, is it? There are so many interesting people in this town. I'm really looking forward to meeting new people. Oh, okay. That sounds a lot more welcoming. And if we switch it up, it's really hard to make money in this town. Making money is hard versus... I'm really excited to find new ways to make money. I'm looking forward to my bank account being full. We've gone from survival to thriving. And simply by changing the words that we're using to talk about our story, we are doing that healing work. We're healing that old story, right? Everybody else in the world can make money but me. Well, first of all, is that true? No, I'm gonna call BS on that. And then secondly, well, are you happy with that? I mean, does it make you happy to be in a negative mindset? And maybe for some people it does, if that's what they're most familiar with. But my challenge to them would be, what if you allowed yourself to think differently about what's possible for you yeah. by doing something as simple as changing your words from low vibration, limiting words to high vibration, unlimiting words. That's the whole thing about possibility versus impossibility. It's that whole comment that you made at the very beginning around it's too much money. It's too much money to, to ask for. I remember a story and, and maybe this is a bit become an urban myth. I don't know if you've heard the story before or not. But when I was in high school, there was a fellow who took out an ad in one of the newspapers in Toronto. And he asked for a million dollars. He just put it out there in the paper. This was before we had you know, the internet and, and um, use Victoria or whatever else, Craigslist. He took out an ad and he said, I would like a million dollars. And over the course of time, more people started to notice this ad. Then people started talking about this ad. And then an, an article was written about the fact that he had the gumption. 
he had the balls to ask for a million dollars. And in the end, somebody stepped forward and said, kid, you got balls. Here's your million bucks. <laughs> Ask and ye shall receive. There's something to that. That's why they're such powerful words, right? And that's the whole receiving exchange that we were talking about. How comfortable do you feel asking for what you need and want? Yeah. And I, I, so, I so think that this right here, if there was one thing, right, as we go through these fantastic power steps, right, and we go through and we ask about ask for what you need and, and really do that. Some people want to get uh, uber critical about how we ask, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe this is the way I should say it. Oh, maybe you should say it about that. Um, or, or maybe you should do this. What I have found is the asking energy to get from not asking to asking mm -hmm. is the first step perfecting the asking that's another step right but here's the way you start if you're willing to receive no for an answer then you can ask for anything i've and got more no's in my life than i could shake a stick at <laughs> kentucky fried chicken uh, the colonel uh, i'm right telling you how many no's um, but the no's i've gotten and this talks to your next point and i want to talk to it because i want to make sure we get through these I was talking to somebody about this, uh, Malika Chopra uh, this morning, and we were talking about this and we were talking about knowing, and I had a scenario that happened today that the only way to explain it is the universe gives you what you want, not for the moment based on need, but for a greater vision. And it happens crazy. And mm -hmm. it's too long of a story. I'll share it with you offline, but yeah. it's too long of a story to talk about. But here's what it boils down to. It's living on the edge of intuition. Mm. And what that means is if we can agree to live on that edge and always be in that place of knowing scanning, like waiting for it and then getting it, mm -hmm. isn't this part of your power steps, right? Yes. Is absolutely. that guided guidance? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's actually number seven. <laughs> Power step number seven is follow your intuition and take the guided action that you are given. But there's two parts, because mm -hmm. I want you to talk about the second part. How uh, many of us have gotten the intuition? Right. How many of us have turned our backs to that intuitive hit and not taken mm -hmm. the action? Because mm -hmm. you're putting them together and they got to go together because yeah. intuition without action. Well, intuition without action stops cold. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's here's faith without works. Well, that that's exactly it. So you could sit in your rocking chair and you could rock back and forth and twiddle your thumbs and say, I deserve to have happiness. I deserve to have a good relationship. I deserve to have, 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 and just contemplate your navel and wait for it to land on your lap. It's probably not going to happen that way. Right? So if you've got the dream, the vision is to climb, climb Mount Everest or go to South Africa or whatever it is, you're not going to get there by sitting on the front porch, twiddling your thumbs and rocking in your rocking chair. You're going to get there by then asking your higher self, the universe, whoever you talk to, what do I need to do? You want to move into the how. How can I? Right? You, you want to move from I wish to I want. That's one of the steps that I teach in the course. 
Instead of, I wish I had a pony, you say, I want to have a pony. Can, I mean, you can feel the difference between I wish and I want immediately. So, okay, I want, now there's direction. Now you've gone from wishy-washy wishing to this is my goal. So the next logical question is how? How can I climb that mountain? How can I get that pony? How can I have that dream job? How can I manifest that beautiful relationship I want? Then you have to listen. You have to listen to what your body tells you, to what your heart tells you, to what your mind tells you. And then you have to take action, right? Because alchemy loves action. It's not, those aren't my words. Those are Sage Levine's words, but alchemy loves action. So you take two separate things, you put them together, you create a third thing. That's alchemy. So you want, you're told, go to the bank and open up a bank account and start putting money into it, 10 bucks a week. So that a year from now, you can book your flight to Mount Everest, or you can go and get your pony. You have to take the action. It's critical to creating anything that you want. I know we've got a few minutes left, but I think this is important. All these steps that you've laid out are part of the healing process, aren't they? They are. Every single one of them. For every course I ever teach, for every talk I ever give, for anything I ever write, my fundamental drive is to empower people to know what they are capable of and to see what they can do. That's the, that's the foundation of it. And in order to do that, you have to do your work. I'm all about, you have to do your work. It's about self-responsibility, right? It's about taking that story from childhood about your poverty thinking or your wealth thinking or whatever it is and owning what parts of it are yours as an adult, right? Not, not allowing it to be the thing that defines you any longer but to really be in that responsibility mode. So if you're not interested in self-responsibility and you're not interested in self-empowerment, don't come and work with me because I don't have a silver bullet for you. I don't have a magic pill. And even if I did, I wouldn't give it to you because that would be disingenuine. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, I have things like my manifesting mist, right? This is a product that I've created. I've created it. It's part of the program actually. Um, and there's a whole bunch of really beautiful essential oils in it. And there are things like jasmine, rose, sandalwood, frankincense, patchouli, cinnamon. And each of these essential oils does something at the emotional level to help us feel better, clear things out. And so you take your manifesting mist and you give yourself a spray. And you breathe it in. I'll send you one. It's amazing. It's wonderful. But this is not what's going to bring you right. success. This is what's right. going to anchor your intention to do the things you need to do to create the life that you want to create. It's a reminder. Don't make anybody else responsible for your own well-being, your own happiness, your own wealth, your own success. Define it for yourself and then take the action that's required in order to have it happen. Yeah. But, you know, what you've created, though, is right now, I mean, I've talked about this now. I've shared this study that was recently done. You know, we are living in a world of anxiety, and that's not just one generation. And without the tools that you're talking about here, without these power steps, yeah. we're not just talking about manifesting money, mm -hmm. but we're talking about manifesting, period. Yeah. And what you've laid out, especially in relationship to money, if we don't have a blueprint, we will manifest what we don't want. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Right? We will manifest what we don't want. That's right. And and yeah. this is we're coming into 2020 and numerologically, this is the year for clarity. It's 2020 vision. It's seeing clearly. So why not make this the year that you decide you're going to take responsibility, step into self-empowerment, decide for yourself what you need and want, and then take the guided steps to do so. Why not make this the year? You don't have to, but why wouldn't you? (laughs) Well, you wouldn't do it because you don't have the tools. And the other thing, Megan, that you do, and I I know I've got 30 seconds. The other thing you do is you believe in the collective, the tribe. You bring people together. You help groups of people. And the daunting part about the message around money is I cannot do it alone. You know, as a matter of fact, that came out of my mouth the other day, not about money, but I realized I'm doing something alone that I don't want to do alone anymore. And nobody is responsible for that but me. Right. Nobody's responsible but me. And your tools, you could take them off of the master manifester for money and those power tools, you have to work with someone like you to really get it, right? Megan, last question. Thank you for today. Um, I love this. This is an important topic. I'm sure we'll talk about it again because Mm -hmm. it's not going to go away, not with the energy that's coming. That's right. What's your personal message? We've said a lot today. What would you like to leave everyone with? There's, there's a word that's coming into my mind around money, which is shame. And there's a lot of shame in people's money stories about not having it or decisions they made that weren't great or whatever it, whatever it is. I know I had my own shame story around money. I would ask anyone who identifies with that, who feels that there is shame around money and their relationship with it, put it down. Unpack it. It's not helpful. And it's probably not yours. Wow. It's somebody else's, give it back to them so that you're Meg- clear to do your work. Megan, Megan Edge, everybody. I have a funny feeling one of our upcoming shows might be living on the edge of shame. Mm-hmm. That is huge. And yeah. moving into 2020, we got to leave the shame yeah. over here. Megan Edge, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Benny. And thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. You've been listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show Network, providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. If you've missed any part of this episode or want to find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca.